0: Welcome everybody to another edition of AAT Birds Weekly Report. Um, I myself, Johnny Huleka, is joined by Jeff Warner, and we have a special guest, Philadelphia Eagles beat writer for NJ.com and Lehigh Valley Live, Chris Franklin. Chris, thanks for joining us. Talk some birds tonight.
1: Hey guys, thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Who, who can believe that you know training camp's almost as close? It's crazy. Yeah,
0: just about two, two weeks under two weeks away. So,
2: yeah,
1: Eagles' football
2: back, but ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> especially, <laughs> with, especially with the way the other sports are, are going on at the other teams. Uh, I think people are chomping at the bit to get the uh, Eagles back in the mainstream media,
1: yeah, especially uh, since Johnny Goudreau's uh looking to go elsewhere. Yeah, it's not a good time to be if you're following the flyers, not a good time there. So, maybe the Eagles can provide that light to everybody right now with everything's going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, uh feel flyers fans have given up so you know (laughs) come over and just listen to all Eagles stuff because you know the flyers aren't going anywhere
1: just take a punch so
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, what i want to start off with i want to get your thoughts on the eagles offseason um what they've done their additions how Howie roseman has kind of re reworked this team um and kind of put them into the contention where we really didn't think that was possible after last year losing in the wild card game uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, he's, he's rebuilt this team. Uh, what are your thoughts You know, with that?
1: I thought that Howie Rose made some real decent moves. I think when you look at some of the things, when it goes to draft day alone, when you got Jordan Davis, when you got A.J. Brown, and then you made some of the other moves, that such as Cam Jurgens, to address oh. in the future, as well as getting the Kobe Dean, too, to be your potential second-level leader for years to come. And then you look at something like bringing Hassan Reddick in, you know, bringing back, I, I know it's it's self-included when you look at a guy like Derek Barnett, but having a guy like that on your second unit, not having to rely on him gives you some edges as well too. And some of the ancillary moves are made. Overall, I think this team is does basically, Roseman got his team being a legitimate contender for the NFC East division crown. And then who knows, maybe they win a playoff game this year.
2: Yeah, and I'll say... Uh... It's definitely a team that we are, are are building a buzz a buzz around. Look, I'll say the last couple of seasons. I'll say the fan base is a little bit down on this team just because you'll, you'll know the uncertainty with the quarterback position, which we're sort of going into this coming season. And of course, I know, I'm sure you've been hearing the reports and the rumblings about Jalen Hurts' inconsistency uh, in the mini camps, or this off or in practices and things like that. Uh, I don't want you to whether you believe him or I, I just want to know what have you seen from Jalen Hurts? I'll say is the rumblings and the concerns justified or uh, or you feel it maybe just being overblown? I want to know what you have seen from Jalen Hurts and the try to maybe ease the fan base a little bit in uh, in uh, in the uncertainty of his uh, performance so far.
1: You see, it seems like I picked the perfect time to take a two-week vacation because all that stuff blew up when it comes out of there. And it, when you look at what I think when you look at overall, Dylan you know what? When it comes to something like him having a bad day like that, you know, with the three sacks and, and the three picks like that for it, yeah, you can see that happening. You can see that happening. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers. I think that first day he came back in minicamp, he also had a bad day. I think he threw a pick on the first throw. Or something. You'll have you'll see a lot of quarterbacks, especially early on when they're trying to get reacclimated to a little bit of practice speed and everything else. I think you'll see that. From what I've seen. Now, when it comes to Jalen, specifically, what I've seen from last year to where he's at right now, I see a more compact delivery, and I think that's what he needs as well too. Especially, I think he has a decent. arm. He doesn't have a Josh Allen arm, but he has a decent enough arm to move the offense down the field. And when it comes to when you don't have that type of Josh Allen arm, a lot of it comes to reading the defense and anticipation and getting the ball out quickly. And his his throwing motion is a lot more compact than what it was last than what it was last year, and especially his rookie year. He's getting the ball out, he's getting the ball out a lot quicker. He's getting it at the top, of his, his hand at the top of the release. And I like that about him. And his foot works a lot better too. Cause you know, sometimes when you you see a lot of these younger quarterbacks, they're not even setting setting their foot right in the ground and they're trying to throw or they don't get set. And then their foot works bad. They don't get enough power behind the ball. And then next thing you know, you see it going back the other way. I think Hurts is starting to work on a little bit as well, too. I think he's got a little more touch with that deep ball. So I, mean, I still remember the Deion. Deion Kane, of all people, Deion Kane and uh, Josh Hightower, John Hightower, he has some good passes there. So, overall, I think he's improved in that aspect. I think the big thing I want to see is can he read these defenses quickly? Because teams will probably play more zone and the disguise a lot more, knowing that he's a running threat and knowing that you have these safeties back there that try to stay back there to cover these wide Devonta Smith and AJ Brown, Quez and Dallas. So, if he can decipher, if I want to see how he reads those defenses and he, he clicks. And if it does, I think this office can move forward.
2: Totally, to- totally agree. And I, I just want to follow up to, uh, to a little bit of Jalen hurts because look, all, all, all we've been hearing all off season is that this upcoming year could be a it, uh, could be uh, a a year that. A make-or-break year for Jalen Hurts for his future here in the city of Philadelphia, and, and look, he he has no excuses now. Look, this might be the best offensive line he has. Uh, th- this team has assembled in quite some time. Uh, they they get him AJ Brown they, uh, alongside Devontae Smith last year. What do you realistically need to see from Jalen Hurts uh, this upcoming season? Grant, I understand it's early. We haven't even got through training camp, but. That's that's what the talk's going to be this upcoming season. Is Jalen Hurts the future quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, especially since they've been linked to some of these veteran quarterbacks this offseason, and there's rumors that the, or, there's people in the organization that are not fully in on Jalen Hurts. So we need to know what you th- feel realistically we need to see from Jalen Hurts for him to come back as the full-time starter or for the fan base in the organization the believe in him as that he can be the franchise quarterback. I think
1: you need to see some tangible – tangible, tangible stats that, that will be able to show that for a long and say, hey, you know what, this guy can be a top 10 quarterback, top, top even 12 quarterback in this league. Personally for me, if I, and I know it's where early, but looking at a stat line of like say 44, 4,600 4, yards passing, maybe about 800 yards rushing. I think that's a very good season given what you have on this, this roster. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to see him have as many rushing yards as deck cause a, Wanna expose himself more to being hit. And the last thing you want to do is I know you got Gardner Minshew, but the last thing you want to do is have your starting quarterback out for a substantial time because he took his hits, even though it's part of his game. And B, I think you I think you will see a lot more passing. Granted, maybe the old West Coast style of three three-step dropout, five, maybe you take your deep shot here here and there. But overall, I think if look at if he can get you know, four, six hundred passing yards, eight hundred rushing yards maximum. I think that puts him in a position for the team to really legitimately go down, go to his agents and go, hey, you know what? Even if it's a two- or three-year extension, four-year extension, we want to make you the face of the franchise. Because everybody talks about his intangibles. And yeah. if he tangible tangible increase that way. I think that's when you start to see it. So if he gets those so stats, I think he's around here for another couple, two, three years.
2: I, I, I'm hoping you're right. Because, look, I, I just don't want to continue. I don't – th- this organization has a habit – of trying to justify their decision making, they've been trying to justify the decision making of drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round. You saw the turmoil it caused with Carson Wentz, and I just don't want them to. Con- I, I don't want him to play good. We want we want a great quarterback. We're, we're the NFL the way it is now, as you know. We want success within two to three seasons. We don't want to wait four or five years of rebuild. And this, the way this team is assembled right now, they, they have a chance to make, possibly within the next co- uh, couple couple years to make a deep playoff contention. And it all comes down to the quarterback playing Jalen Hurts. So I, I I totally agree with you, Johnny.
0: Yeah, no, I I think the one thing that you're also you're trying to say is you want to be able to win because of the quarterback, yep. not in spite of the quarterback. And I think that's a big thing, especially when you're giving a contract, when you're looking at the type of money that they're talking about. Um, you could see a, him getting like a deal and like like a guy like Derek Carr. He got a, a big extension, but it's basically factored around a year. Um, it's, it's just like they could do something along the lines of that. They surrounded him with weapons. Unfortunately, I don't really think they did that good of a job giving weapons to Carson Wentz. Um, Chris, I think you could agree with me. I'm not sure how you feel about that, but I feel like they kind of righted their wrong with getting AJ Brown, drafting Devontae Smith, being able to you know give the extension to Dallas Goddard, letting Zach Ertz go, letting Goddard be the number one guy. Um, what do you think about that in terms of the weaponry uh, that they have now than what they had put with the other quarterback?
1: I think overall, when you look at, I think it's it's about I think to me, assume, I thought. All, well, I think first two years of Alshon, you got, were were good enough to warrant the contract that he got, and yeah. I think they were banking a lot on their draft picks, and those two, like was 2019 with J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and 2020 with Jalen Hurts, that's what did them in. I think it more, went more to draft. I think they were trying to attempt to build weapons around Carson. They just missed on both of those picks when it came to there. Overall, I think this team's a little bit now is a little bit more explosive. I think they – the be- one of the best things I think that happened to the Eagles, and in- when it came to their scouting staff, and when it came to how he rose over overall that, was to see the success the Kansas City Chiefs had with what it took to win. Because you see a lot, you see like the Chiefs speedy receivers and what they were doing with Tyree Kill, what they were still doing with Travis Kelsey. There was a lot of similarities when you look at the type of offensive routes and everything else that the Eagles were trying to do. There's a lot of similarities that were there. So I think when you look at it now, I think the Eagles have what it takes. Weapon rise, you got an option to pick up yards after catch. You have another option that can go occupy the middle and Goddard. You have two three receivers. I think people are I think personally I think people slip sleep on Quez Watkins. I think I was talking to somebody in basically in the league and one thing they said they really were hoping they didn't see a lot where you saw Quez Watkins line up in the slot going against safeties because they were a little worried about that, and the Eagles didn't do it as much as they used to. Now that you have A.J. Brown, now that you have Devonta Smith, they can play it on the outside. You can move them on the inside there, and you still have to put the pressure of, okay, do you cover double cover Goddard still? What you do? And then you have Quest. So I think there's a lot of options and a lot of ways you can attack a defense now with what they have now compared to probably say about twenty, like the 2019, 20 to 20 range when it comes to that. And, you
0: know, kind of going off of, we talked a little bit about training camp coming up in about two weeks here. Um, What do you have in terms of a player you're looking to watch? It doesn't have to be a star. It could be, you know, you want to do one guy you're looking forward to that's a little bit bigger name, and then one kind of sleeper that you think people should keep their eye on uh, when it comes to training camp into the preseason.
1: I think the one guy I'm keying on is Jordan B. And the reason why I say this I think it could be a true domino effect on how the rest of that defense, not only just the rest of the defensive line, but how the back seven plays. Because if you get a, a guy with his size, a guy with his quickness, that plays in the middle, next to the Cox, what have you, whatever alignment formation you use, if you use odd the young odd or the under fronts, whatever you, you have to concentrate two, sometimes three offensive line in the middle. That affects your pass rush, and you get the pass rush, we all know, you can get the opportunity for more turnover. So that's one guy I really think that he can – I think he can really excel in this type of scheme, and that's why I'm really curious to see that. As it goes for sleeper, I'd probably – see, part of me wants to go to Epps because I think he does get – I am I think he's okay for what he was like, as a third safety, but I think that the more snaps that he gets, I'm curious. I think he could be a guy that – the more opportunities he gets, he could be an average. I'm not gonna say he's a Pro Bowl guy, but I think he's a guy that could be an adequate starter if given the chance that he doesn't if he plays the studies he did in those times when he came in as a starter as a starter replacing Anthony Ayers or Rodney Cloud. So that's one guy I think on who who I'm really thinking would be a sleeper on his team. And
2: I I'll say I'm glad you brought up Jordan Davis because I, I wanna get your thoughts on uh this this what happened this past mini Look, Eagles fans, they're excited for Jordan Davis. I'll say when the pick was selected, everyone was up in arms because look, he he's gonna be the future anchor, like you brought up of, of that defensive line. One guy that might not have been so happy about it was Fletcher Cox, and and the fact that you have a leader on that defense and a veteran in that locker room. Granted, I understand the OTAs were voluntary, but the fact that he waited to what the second the last day or the last day to show up for mini camps or and the OTAs. D- don't you think that I don't, I don't know she leave a sour taste in like fans' mouth or uh, or in, in for the coaches that you have this veteran that had success for this organization and is supposed to be a leader in that locker room and a guy that you possibly want to groom your future the future with Jordan Davis and he sort of blew it off a little bit or like I, was, I, just, want, I just want your thoughts on the whole Fletcher Cox like of uh, not coming to practice or whatever whatever it may be.
1: I think it was I think especially as volunteer, I don't I look too much into that. I think I, I talking to some people as well, I think he knows I think a couple of those guys know that going into this season quite possibly could be their last ones with the team. Yeah. So I, I, I think he knows the situation. I wouldn't put too much I think there's a couple of guys that weren't at practice as well too that wasn't as much that were on the field that we saw in we, granted we only had two open practices where we were allowed to see in yeah. person, but there's a couple there's a couple other guys that weren't there too. So and there were veterans who've been in here for a long time, too. So I don't put too much into that. I think I'm worried more that like if he were so involved to be standoffish or not helping them or wanted to shut them off, so like, hey, you know what? Hey, how are you doing? And I, fine, you finally know, out. And from what I've heard, he hasn't been that so far and early on. So I think he's been, he's been, quote unquote, you know, I think he's, quote unquote, been acting like the veteran and the captain in that room so far. So That's good. I, I don't think I'm putting too much into it as yet. But if it, wound up in training camp, and then all of a sudden you see, wait, what, what, where, where's the fuck? Well, you just blew him off. Okay, then I think you start to go, oh what we got here? But I don't foresee that happening. Right. Moment,
2: I, I, I hope you're right, and I totally agree with you. And just as a fan, the fact that he was – he they let him go, bring him back for that type of contract and for him not to show up, and, and it, it just seemed like too much of a coincidence, the fact that they drafted someone at his position as high as they did, knowing that, like you said, he's probably going to be on his way out within the next year or two. It, it, it says it was just a little of a speculation, and a little worrisome to make to maybe some fans. But uh, uh, another thing that my, I was might be a little bit worrisome. At least last year, what was the defensive side of the football and, and Jonathan Gannon? The fact that he got the criticism that he did, uh, the criticism that he did, because he didn't have the players in place for this defensive scheme to run. But this upcoming season, he doesn't have an excuse. They get Jordan Davis. They uh, sign uh, Kaiser White. Uh, the, the, they added other pieces to this defense, Hassan Redick. Uh, so, what was that?
0: Uh, James Bradbury, second yeah, corner. James
2: Bradbury. So, I will say, do you feel that maybe this upcoming season is a hot seat year for Jonathan Gannon, the fact that if he doesn't succeed with this defense, with the with the players that he has at his disposal now, that he might be on his way out? I would say – or what type of expectations do you think that we're going to see from Jonathan Gannon this upcoming year, the fact that, that now he has – the pieces in place to be successful.
1: Personally, I think it's Jonathan's getting in last year in Philadelphia no matter what. Because you think he's
2: had a head coaching job?
1: I think he's going to, especially if his defense does well with all these pieces here. I think because, you know, final three in Houston, you know, somebody's going to be desperate for a head coaching job, and there's trends that defensive coordinators, young defensive coordinators are starting to come up a little bit here in A's a little bit more. I could see him taking a job next year. And then you have all these pieces, and the defense looks – it falls back, and you know, and know everybody talks. About, oh, statistically, they're tenth. Well, it didn't look at, it, at times, it. It didn't look like that at times. So, I think if you start to see, if you see the defense still giving up many, a lot of passing yards, a lot of high completions percentage, it finishes next to last in sacks. And I think he's going that way. And they look another route for the first coordinator. But I think this year he has a few more pieces in place that for stuff that he wants to do. I wonder, because especially when it comes to like even disguising coverage. I mean, even though we knew Alex Singleton, you know, he he had a knack for basically racking up the tackles and i still think it was a little rough like when it comes to his overall coverage in some aspects of that i mean we know what saw the problems we had they had with eric wilson you know we were watching like what what is he doing back there like why just he make the switch to tj evers and then finally it happened so i think it's one of those things where i think gannon has the pieces he has up front to create pressure right like even if he brings five we still have the guys on the back end They can hold their own, and then if he just brings forward and he gets pressure that way, you have the talent and the second and third levels now to go ahead and try to get more turnovers, more pass deflections, and they can get off the field quicker to give the offense more chance to to put some points on the board.
2: Now, what type of scheme do you feel that game is going to be running this year? The fact that look, they get Hassan Radek, who's been known as a three-four pass rusher, and they get some other pieces there that might fit more of the three-four scheme. Do you feel he's going to be more trans- transitioning the defense to that style of defense, or is it going to be like a hybrid defense? What What you see him thinking that he's going to be running this year?
1: I think it's definitely going to be multiple. I think you'll see. I think you'll see a, a lot. I, I look. I probably look back to that first Atlanta game that they had the season opener last year. I think that's the type of defense he wanted to roll. Because you saw him yeah. start out, they are running that under looks, so you know, you saw Brandon Graham stand up It's like, oh they're playing 3-4, oh, okay, all right, but then he started seeing they mix it, but then you saw the next series, they went to a 4-3, they started back and forth. I think you'll see a lot more of a mixture with what's going on. And mean, we, we heard Jordan Davis when he was talking earlier, like, we he heard him talking about saying, this playbook's a little familiar, and then may have seen George's playbook from last year, and you see some of the fronts, so and you look and they play a lot of multiple, too, so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that. It, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, depending on the matchup, if, if a team has a, a propensity to play run the ball more, we may see more three four. If you see a team that you know struggles with their offensive line, you may see more four three. I think it's. I think it'll depend on the opponent, but also I think you'll see a lot more. I would not be surprised if you see five one, You know, right? I well, one that sometimes. You're looking at it, like, which, one, which one, which is okay, where do we block it? Where do we do this and. Given that now you actually have a linebacker, you can either use C.J. Edwards, I think, was improved in coverage a little bit better, or if you put Dean on there, who can play well on coverage, you can use more five-one that way too. Which,
2: which, which I'm having. I, I, I want to see a mix of styles from this, de- from this defensive scheme, especially last year, like you said, they the, that. Gannon didn't really didn't have the personnel to run the defense that he wanted to run, per se. And you just saw him stand back in coverage because he, he didn't want he didn't want to put his secondary a, a, in a position to give up a big play. He wasn't bringing pressures as, as much as we've known him to do in the past. So the, I, I like the fact that he finally got the pieces in place and that we're going to not be that vanilla-style defense where basically we're going to be too predictable, where opposing offenses are just be able to pick us apart. You saw in that playoff game, Tom Brady just picked us apart, picked us apart. They were going up and down the field on that defense because we were being too predictable and we weren't able to, we weren't able to bring pressure with what we had. So I, I, I'm glad I'm, I'm hope, I hope you're right when it comes to the defensive scheme.
0: And I think, I, I think one thing that was a big factor last year, losing Brandon Graham in the second game was yeah. huge um, just because of what he bring, uh, brought to the defense. Uh, I think that was a big thing because again, and then had to kind of rethink everything. And like Chris said, look at the first game, what they did defensively, the scheme-wise, what they were able to do. Uh, I know Atlanta wasn't a very good team, but still you, they're able to mix and able to do so many different things that as the season progressed, they just weren't able to do. Yeah, it was nice seeing guys like Davion Taylor start to you know show a little bit of something. Unfortunately, he would get hurt. But again, it bodes to looking this year, you got a lot of depth now, it looks like, in certain positions that you just didn't have. You just were not strong. Last year's roster just was, was not very good. Uh, and for them to make the playoffs with what they had was pretty remarkable. But now you add all these pieces, and I feel Chris is absolutely right in this. This is going to be Jonathan Gannon's last year. And he's given all of the tools to be able to run a defense that fits him, basically.
1: Yeah, I thought it was very telling, too, especially – because we, we all saw how this defense started out, and, and it was Justin Herbert or whoever was just shredding through him. I thought it's, it is very telling that all these a lot of these guys stuck together. They all of them spoke even personally, privately, what have you. They all spoke very highly again, no matter what, and it, no matter what, and they thought that he list. They actually generally felt that he actually listened to their concerns. I mean, after that Raiders game, when you heard Fletcher Cox going off about like, hey, I'm used to rushing the passer. I'm used to doing this one, and next thing you know, you see him doing a little bit more of that as well too, and he, was able, he listened to some of the players and started making tweaks to what they felt like they were so concerned. He still kept his overall philosophy in place because as we hear, his team, they really believe in, in explosive plays and you know, offensive defense, and not giving up that replay. play. So he's still keeping his core philosophy around as much as he could but still try to tweak it to at least get through to this the uh, last season. Now I think he has everything to do what he truly wants to do overall.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's an awesome info. I said Chris Franklin from NJ.com and Leah Valley Live. Uh, thank you again for coming on with us tonight. Uh, talk a little bit about the Eagles. Um, where can people find you? Um, just you, you know, what you're doing, what you're uh, got planned. Um, just let them hear.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, on uh, If you're going to go NJ.com slash Eagles, uh, Lehigh Valley Lodge slash Philadelphia Eagles, like follow me on Twitter at C Franklin news. Same with Instagram as well, too. I'll be back coming on Monday. I'll start to be back following back regular time, getting prepared and, I work with Les Bowen, and I'm sure you guys heard of him back with a former Enquirer guy, and now he's Absolutely. getting to work together this way, too, so I lucked out this way. So looking forward to the season. It's going, it's going to be interesting. To say least, all the storylines are popping, it, that's going to be popping up. It's, it's going to be a fun season.
2: <laughs> Again. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for and joining thanks. us. and
0: hope to have you on future show uh, later down uh, the year.
1: All right, cool. Sounds great. Thank you guys so much for having me on.
2: Chris yeah. Franklin, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of good insight there, I'll say. Look, Chris, I'll say he's not – he's one of the up-and-coming beat reporters that, I'll say, a lot of guys, a lot of Eagles fans don't haven't heard of yet. But, look, you have to check out his work. Again, make sure you're following him on Twitter. See Franklin uh, News. Again, see Franklin News on Twitter. I'll say he has a lot of great content, a lot of great info, and a lot of great insight. He's covering the Eagles day-to-day, again, for NJ.com and Lehigh Valley Live. So, Make sure to check him out. Give him a follow. Tell him uh, you watch the show, and we appreciate this insight.
0: I'm just going to shoot a shout-out. How you doing, Adam? Just everyone commenting in. Uh, Adam, Peanut, Chris, Before Henry. Pina, Chris. Thanks
2: for everyone for joining in. Eddie. So, yeah. look, I, I, I'm excited. Look, we're two weeks away from the from the Eagles season, and I understand right now the microscope is uh, – it's going to completely be on Jalen Hurts until, until it's, it is decided until he gets a contract, he's traded, released, whatever. All we're going to be eyeing and talking about is Jalen Hurts, and we, we we want to see what he can do because look, last year was not I wouldn't say a disappointing year because they look they still made the playoffs as the seventh seed. They got spanked in the playoffs against the defending Super Bowl champion. So it was, and this that team last year wasn't built, but. This year, there's no excuses, and the, the, that, the fact that I, I agree with Chris, that we're hearing the rumblings from D-Gun reporting about Jalen Hurts from sources that he heard that were at practice, it, whether they're true or not, and look, D-Gun's a guy, he's not a guy to just throw something at a dartboard and hope it sticks. He is a guy that is very reputable. He's a guy that the players respect, the players trust, so anytime he reports something on, on his show or on Twitter or whatever, I, I feel it's legitimate. I feel legitimately someone told him that, whether it was someone that maybe went overblowing it. But again, remember the quote. He said someone asked him in in late, or he asked someone in late May. The Eagles only had, I think, had one or two practices at the end of May or beginning of June. So the the, the fact that, uh, yeah, he might have had one bad OTA, and like what Chris said, Aaron Rodgers has bad OTAs, veterans have bad, bad OTAs. That's what practice is for. Practice is meant to to get out the kinks. And look, these are guys that haven't played football since January. Yeah, they're probably working out, but like legitimate, like seven on seven. And granted, there's no offensive line and the whole sack thing, like how can you have sacks with seven people on the field? I'm sure there's a clock, an internal clock from a coach from a coach is that they blow dead. They, as, as a quarterback, that the, the coach is trying to teach Jalen Hurst to get the ball quickly to his reads, to his players. So obviously that that's probably the scenario, but People are just buying way too much of it, and blowing stuff way out of proportion. When it comes to the whole Jalen Hurts being inconsistent, I will worry about Jalen Hurts being inconsistent or being a bad quarterback when it comes to September eleventh, Week One of the against the Detroit Lions, and we get if we get shellacked forty five to nothing, and the offense can't move the football.
0: Well, that would be a big time problem. Um, but the way I see it here is, don't you think uh, Gunner kind of kind of knows him saying that is going to spark a lot of conversation. Even- the, thing is,
2: the thing is, he said this before. He said this a couple of months ago on his show, and no one gave two craps about it. It's just the fact that this time it was worded differently and the fact that everyone's buying into the the, the stats, that he was 0 for 10 that in 10 plays with three sacks, three interceptions, and f- or, four, or four incompletions, whatever the hell it may be. And remember, like Chris said, plenty of our players were out. I'm pretty sure Quez Watkins wasn't there for one of those practices. We didn't have A.J. Brown yet, and then good. Look, AJ Brown, I give him credit. He was a guy that had his quarterbacks back, but he wasn't there. He doesn't know what happened to that practice. I, I what we didn't trade for him or he didn't report to like June until like uh was, June first, whatever it was. There were OTAs
0: where him and and Smith uh weren't present. He was working with High Tower and Dion Green yeah. and um and Jalen Rager wasn't there. Um I know uh, he had a couple uh things that he wasn't there for, but you know it's just Training camp's two weeks away, so you have training camp. You have, you know, the scrimmages with other teams that they're going to be doing um, as well. Uh, I'm hoping my one thing is I know preseason doesn't really matter, but last year I feel like they barely played anybody in preseason. I want I'm, my thoughts on are they going to play some of these guys a little bit more? Um, to me, I know Jalen Hurts is your starting quarterback. Uh, I feel if you play him in a preseason game a little bit more than the handful of plays that they that they did, um, maybe a little bit beneficial. Especially if he's working with a new throwing motion, as uh, Chris mentioned about it's more tighter, it looks more compact. It's it's not as uh, elongated as I guess last year, uh, which was evident. Um, You'd think he'd want to work that into basically doing some of the not saying we were play every preseason game, but maybe play a little bit more than they played last year. All the starters, not just him.
2: Look, they, they need reps. This, this, this is, a, for the most part, a revamped football team. You need Jalen Hurts They get that chemistry with A.J. Brown, with Devontae Smith. We, we need him. We need this offense at full go. We need to see what we can do with this offense fully healthy I, I, and look that that type that type of play it builds confidence it builds tempo it, it builds momentum for an offense even if it's only a couple of series and look jalen hurts i'm not saying he's a bad quarterback and I, I understand chris chris's point about when i asked him about what his realistic expectations for jalen hurts to come back as the full-time starter or as the franchise quarterback i i wasn't i i, I understand stats But I want to see him progress as a quarterback, not a football player, a quarterback. I want him to be able to show his arm strength. I want him to be able to show his accuracy. I want him to show his ability to read defenses, something he struggled with a lot last year. I want him going through his progressions. Too many times last year, as you saw in that game tape and what he was what he was doing, he was eyeing Devonte Smith way too much. He and and that's what opposing defenses were doing. They were sl- locking down Devonte Smith, which it's gonna be a lot more difficult this upcoming year. The fact that they have AJ Brown, I feel a lot of teams are gonna be focusing and game plan to try to shut down AJ Brown because he brings you that explosive speed and playmaking ability that it is gonna open things up for Devonte Smith and for. Uh, and Dallas Goddard, who was a little bit of a disappointment last year, but I feel this offense now is more built to be more explosive. And I feel, I agree with Chris, that we're going to see a lot more of a passing attack this season. And it's going to open things up in the run game because last year, the fact that we were what we ran like 70% of the plays or whatever it was, I understand Philadelphia. We always want a balance off his attack or a run first offense. Yeah. It might be great, but, You have to keep opposing defenses on edge. You can't be too predictable, and you have to have that mix of the play action and and the run and pass game to open things up, especially with the amount of speed that they have at their disposal.
0: Yeah, and you know, to me, I think a player that I'm really looking forward to um, is Kenneth Gainwell. You know, they talked about how he was in the pass game, being able, looking at all those weapons that they have. You have Dallas Goddard. Quez Watkins, like Chris mentioned, in the slot, being able to open up. I could even see them put Quez Watkins on the outside and move a player like Devontae or A.J. Brown into the slot.
2: I I feel you're going to see a lot of Pascal in the slot. They did not bring a veteran slot receiver in here for nothing, especially with Sirianni with his history of knowing him from Indianapolis. I I feel we're going to see a a little bit of Pascal in there as well.
0: And, hey, I'm totally fine with that. It just gives you – dimensions and hopefully miles sanders can stay healthy you know he's in a contract year not saying the eagles are going to be able to give him a contract but he's in right. a contract year to show what he can do so does that help the eagles being able to uh, his being able to show other teams what he can do but i think kenneth gainwell what he was able to do last year um, you know in the past game he was even able to run the ball pretty well and of course you still have uh boston scott who they signed uh, as well you know, kind of that change of pace type of back. They just don't have that big back like they had last year when Jordan Howard came up and everything. So let's not bring his
2: name up anymore. Jordan Howard is, dead, is a Philadelphia Eagle. I look, thank you for your service, Jordan Howard, as a Philadelphia Eagle. But I swear to God, if Hallie brings him back, just have a power back. I am going to be livid. But look, I, I agree with you. We we still need to know what we have in the running back at the running back position because. Miles Sanders he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Last year he had zero touchdowns granted. When he was given the ball, he did get he did get some decent yards What he like led the NFL or he was like top 5 in the NFL like yards per carry or he something Five yards
0: per carry I believe. So
2: yeah, something along those lines. So he he can be productive when healthy, but the Eagles are typically a team that does not give second long big contracts the running backs. So look, I don't know what what's in the cards for Miles Sanders if they decide to, if they're gonna lowball him or trade him at the trade deadline or in the or this, but I I I hope that's not the case because look, Miles Sanders, as injured as he is, has been, he can still be a dynamic player for your offense and a guy that. Out of Penn State, he hasn't shown it too much in the NFL. He's been a guy that's been dropping the ball, but he brings you that dynamic out of the backfield where you can do a lot of split-back sets with him and gain Well, two guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield and, and catch ball in open space and get yards after the catch, the move the chains, or break one free for a touchdown. So I'd rather them keep as mu- many weapons as possible and let him go in the offseason if they have to, and then try to find a running back in the draft or free agency, whoever it may be. You get the compensation pick if you don't find anyone, but... Look, we, we need all the weapons that we can and we need to know what we have behind him with Gainwell and and Yuri Sir. Sort of know what you have with Boston Scott.
0: See, you know, my feeling with that is, you know, if Jalen Hurts shows you progression and plays a lot better and you have to give him an extension, I really don't feel the Eagles are going to put a lot of dollars into the running back position. They're not going to give a big contract extension to a running back. They'll go they'll, go
2: they'll go to the draft.
0: They'll go to the draft because next year the draft has a handful of very quality backs. Plus you still have Kenneth Gainwell, who's young. Um, just for me, I just, I just don't see it unless it's, you can get him on a bargain deal. I, I just, I don't see it, unfortunately, or you'll see him maybe sign a veteran for cheap. So I, I don't I, I don't see them investing a lot of money in that position.
2: And, and I agree with you. Like I said, there are typically a team that do not give running backs a, a big contract for their second contract, uh, uh, their rookie deal, and look, like you said, there's a lot of talent out in the draft. There's probably going to be talent in free agency, so they'll be able, they'll be able to fill that void. I, I'm I'm confident in that. I'm just hoping. That With Jalen Hurts, and I I want the kids to succeed, but from what we saw last year in inconsistencies, he needs to prove it to the fan base. He needs to prove it to all of us that he can take his game to the next level and be that quarterback, whether he does or not. I just don't want the Philadelphia Eagles to continue to give a pass at the quarterback position because we have a good quarterback. The Philadelphia fans want a great quarterback. We haven't had a great quarterback since Donovan McNabb. Look, we, we had Vic. We had an MVP type of season, but that was short-lived. Look, Nick Foles, he had a miracle run uh, in that Super Bowl run, and I give credit to Nick Foles, and I love him for bringing that Super Bowl to the city of Philadelphia, but he is what he was. He was a journeyman NFL quarterback, and you see what he has done since he left the here city of Philadelphia. He is not a great quarterback in the NFL. Uh, that what. Kevin Cobb, uh, Sam Bradford, Carson Wentz—who we had hoped for—which burst up in flames. Yeah. Philadelphia wants a great quarterback, especially the fact that that's really the only position that this team really needs to take this or- to take this team to the next level. We're finally transitioning to that Super Bowl run or that Super Bowl contending team. They they got the pieces in place. They're built they're building that defense. They got the pieces in place on offense. We need the quarterback and Jalen Hurst needs to prove it to all of us that he can make that leap and be that quarterback for us before we give him any type of deal.
0: Yeah and you're looking at you look at the draft this year. They're drafting players that are going to be taking over for aging stars, if you want to say Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox. I know they don't play the exact same position. In terms of Jordan, may be playing more nose tackle than, you know, regular uh, defensive tackle or the end position or, uh, you know, certain things like that. But still, it's it's a guy that's going to be stepping in. A guy like Cam Jurgens, stepping in, playing behind one of the best centers in Eagles history, Jason Kelsey. So you've got that, and then you know, getting Nakobe Dean, finally getting a linebacker with some stature to be able to hopefully take that group to the next level. There's a lot of pieces, like you said, pieces being put in place that the window is starting to open in terms of being able to be that contender. It's just they have to fulfill the role of hopefully getting that quarterback to be able to take them to that place.
2: Exactly. And look, I I just can't stand this organization. And look, I'm not trying to criticize how because over the last two years – he has turned this disaster with the cap, the disaster with the roster, and he has made it better. Well, yeah. you look at the last two drafts. You look at this past year's free agency. You look at some of the trades they're able to make. They're they're making moves, and and look, I give Kali credit for that. I just. This is an organization in a front office that can never admit when they're wrong. You still look at Jalen Rager on the team. You had JJ arstega Whiteside still on the team. Uh, And I I get why Chris Bropp, Alshon Jeffrey, because they were rewarding him and hoping that he would continue that success. But he was a guy coming off injuries as well and and, an aging wide receiver that you gave that money that you put in the cap, hell. So look, I just, this is a team or a front office that has a history i ne- never can admit when they're wrong. I still want them to keep on continuing to give Jalen Hurts chances, chances, and wasting the prime of his young talent's careers. And then we have to c- continue the cycle, continue recycling until we finally get it right. Because look, we're—it's been what four or five, uh, four years since we won that Super Bowl. I don't want to wait another four, five, ten years for another Super Bowl. I want us to win one now. And look, the the—I I agree with you. The window is opening but it can close just as quickly as it's opening. And right now it is wide open. The fact that the NSC East is a complete dumpster fire right now. You you have Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley who can't stay healthy either with with the Giants. You have Carson Wentz now with the Washington uh, Commanders, which we'll see twice a year, which – who knows? He might be the Carson from the MVP type of season. You look at the Cowboys who everyone always overhypes. And, yeah, they made some moves. But they also lost a lot of pieces. They lost Amari Cooper. They lost what? Did they lose Randy Gregory? They they, they lost a couple pieces on that defense, which, of course, the Cowboys fans are going to say. Collins, Connor Williams. They lost some offensive yeah, linemen. Like, oh, they're washed up. Or the next guy up is better. Let's wait and see what happens first before you start annoying the Dallas Cowboys as Super Bowl champions once again, as Cowboys fans. So that, that's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let our teams do the talking and the talking on the field. But look, the NFC is wide open. The fact that we were able to be a wild card team last year with a subpar quarterback play and a roster that really wasn't complete—it's a little bit promising. Now it's just hopefully that this team can stay healthy. That—that's the key to the success of the Philadelphia Eagles in 2022 is not just Jalen Hurts, but it's staying healthy because that offensive line, yeah, they have it's probably one of the best built offensive lines in all of football right now, but they easily, with an injury or two, can be demolished. Like, and then that ruins the success of Jalen Hurts because he needs protection up front. Because he's a guy that went under pressure has too often just darts off and runs, which he could be a dynamic player, but he's putting his body on the line and he's risking injury further. And I no offense to Peanut. I have no faith in Gardner Minshew to lead this lead this offense or lead this Eagles team to any type of deep playoff run. He is not Nick Foles
0: 2.0. Listen, you can you can tell Peanut this. If Gardner Minshew has to come in and lead the team, it's like wiping yourself with use toilet paper, just a shitty situation. Yep. So you, you just don't want to have that. Um, and I I just think it, it, it's fun. This offseason has been very fun. Last offseason was the whole Carson Wentz debacle and everything, all these reports coming out and everything. This offseason has been has been fun, the acquisitions they made. Like I said, I, I've likened it back to like 2004 when they got Javon Kirst and Terrell Owens, and it was – I know it was a different situation because the team was a winner previous years, but I mean, like the hype was, was there. And I, I don't know, it, it's going to be fun. Training camp's only two weeks away. Uh, we're going to next couple of weeks. We'll start kind of talking a little bit about training camp, what we're kind of uh, looking forward to uh, some certain things we have in store, some fun stuff um, that we have in store. We have a ton of fun shows uh, on the, on the network. Uh, are you guys doing your Birds, Beers, and BS this week?
2: Eh, depends what Pino wants to do. But, yeah, we have Birds, Beers, and BS on the YouTube channel. So make sure, again, you're following, liking, subscribing, hitting that uh, thumbs up button, hitting that notification button for all our shows uh, on our YouTube channel, AT Sports Network. Uh, make sure you check out com. You can find all the links there as well. Uh, of course, we also have uh, – uh, chips and Drip. Uh, right now there is a Philadelphia Union soccer game. So, again, make sure you're following our uh, one of our beat reporters, Mike Barrera, and uh, Dave Miller for their content and for their uh, insight on the Philadelphia Union. They do their show uh, across the pitch, usually Fridays or Saturdays. So make sure to check them out as well. And then uh, I assume Burning Bridge is going to be starting up again soon with football season? Yep,
0: yeah, we'll be starting that soon. Uh, i got to talk with Jeremy and get that all uh, set up. Uh, You know, maybe try and get a couple more before the season starts uh, episodes, but uh, definitely I'll be starting back up as well. And, oh, so definitely keep an
2: eye out for that. And look, if you're if you're an inspiring podcaster or or a writer, or a guy that loves Philadelphia sports, NFL, any sport whatsoever, if you're interesting, if you're interested in doing what we're doing, you want you want a platform to give your voice, hit one of us up. We're always looking for podcasters. You want to start your own show on the network. If you want to write about a certain team or or a sport. Give us a heads up. We'll, we'll get we'll get you all started. Look, we're looking always looking for more contributors to the network. We want this to be bigger, better. We, we, we want great content, and, and we want to we, we want this to be successful, and we want to make you successful. So if you're anyone interested, hit one of us up. Hit up the AT Sports uh, Twitter or the AT Birds Twitter, and we'll uh, we'll tell you how you can get started.
0: Yeah, and you know some sponsors that we have here: Statement Games, Fun Free Twist on Fantasy Sports. Uh, link is in the bio. Again, AET slash shop. We got some designs, some fun designs on there. Take a look at that. Any design that you'd like to see, uh, just shoot us a message and we can see As long it's as it's not
2: copyrighted.
0: Exactly. As long as it's not copyrighted, we can try and make it happen for you. Um, Vinny's Pizza and Restaurant located off the Iroquois Trail in Old Town Shopping Center in Allentown visit them today www.vinnyspizzapa.com
2: and they, they have game day specials uh, they they have tons of deals and look if you're not if you're in the Lehigh Valley make sure to check them out take the family out uh, it, it's not just for delivery they're available for delivery or takeout but they also have in in uh, in house seating so if you want to get out go go out and support a local restaurant make sure to check out Vinny's Pizza tell Caesar and the crew over there that we sent you over
0: And also stuff to the grills located off the Iroquois Trail as well in the Old Town Shopping Center in town www.stufftothegrills.com. And I did see that they are renovating, I believe.
2: They they are renovating. They should be reopening for uh, in-house business very soon. So make sure to follow their Facebook page at Stuff to the Grills or check out their website, stufftothegrills.com. They are currently still open for catering orders and they're revamping their whole new menu. I, I saw some of the new product they're having. Uh, the, the mozzarella cheese triangles. They're still having the great specials. They, they they still have their, their traditional uh, sandwiches you can add like the Pittsburgh style of coleslaw and French fries on any sandwich they have. So again, make sure to check them out stuff the grills.com and follow them on Facebook as well. Stuffs to the grills. Uh, They are located in the Iroquois uh, off Iroquois trail in the old town shopping center, uh, which is considered Allentown, but it's, it's, it's on the outskirts. So make, make sure to check them out.
0: Absolutely. And again, I am joined by Jeff Warner at Jeff Warner NFL. Um,
2: Glad to be back for at least at least one week. Look, a lot of eagles talking. I'll say the season's gonna be fun. So again. Make sure to tell your friends. Hit the follow, like, subscribe to all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. Check out the website. Spread the word. Look, right now, we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. So send it to a friend. You have a chance by doing that. Anyone that subscribes, one one person out of 1,000, once we the 1,000 scri- subscribers, has a chance to win a Brian Dawkins signed 16 by 20 photo. That is coming from my personal collection. So look. Make sure to spread it out. Just text it to a friend. Send it to a person on Facebook. Share it on Facebook, Twitter, whatever social media platforms you're on. Anyone that's a football fan, sports fan, Eagles fan, whoever might be interested in our platform. We're, we're trying to get bigger. We're trying to spread the word out. And we, we, we just want to entertain you. So we want to entertain the fans the and the listeners of our platform, of our network. We, we appreciate everyone that supports us. We, we do this for fun. But, we again, we, we want to entertain you. And by entertaining you and making this better, we need we need some help so again make sure you're hitting the youtube uh, on our youtube channel and subscribing
0: yeah and we do have some news that we will be dropping shortly uh some pretty fun exciting pretty big news so definitely hit if you want to hit the notification so you don't miss it uh we will be posting that shortly so
2: it's make sure you party. make sure you save Sunday, August twenty first, open on your calendar. You, you, you'll know why in a couple days. But again, block out August twenty first, and uh, there's gonna be a little fun in downtown Allentown with the AAT Sports Network crew.
0: Exactly, Jeff said it best. And with that, we always like to give a very happy and fun. Go birds. Go birds.